Welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. No matter where you are on life's journey. No matter what you believe or doubt. No matter how much or how little you have. No matter your race, gender, or immigration status. And 
no matter whom you love. You are beloved, belong, and are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth, God doesn't. So friends, welcome. Good morning, church. Happy Pentecost. Uh, my name is Ann Jacob. And my name is Donna Pritchard, and we're delighted to welcome you all here to worship, both here in the sanctuary and worshiping online, wherever you may be. Can we turn and welcome those that are worshiping online with us? Hello, friends. It's good to be with you this morning. If you are in the room or joining us online, we invite you to connect with us through the Connect card. Um, I'm not sure if the Connect card is live again. I'm not sure if it is, mm. nor is it in the pew, I found out. Mm. Oops. Ignore my directions. <laughs> Instead, I invite you to rise in body or spirit for our call to worship that this morning will be offered bilingually. And so we'll invite Ariana to come up. When the day of Pentecost arrived, the Holy Spirit empowered the disciples to speak in many tongues and called them into Christ's body in a new way. De hecho, aunque el cuerpo es uno solo, tiene muchos miembros, y todos los miembros, no obstante ser muchos, forman a un solo cuerpo. Así sucede con Cristo. In fact, although the body is one, it has many members, and all the members, however many, form one body. So it is with Christ. Todos fuimos bautizados por un solo espíritu para constituir un solo cuerpo, ya seamos judíos o gentiles, esclavos o libres, y a todos se nos dio a beber de un mismo espíritu. We were all baptized by one spirit, into one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. This is why we come to worship. This is how we come to faith. Thanks be to God who invites us into the body again and again. Amen. Thank you, Ariana, very much. <laughs> She saved me. <laughs> and now as we gather on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish peoples, we invite you to reconcile your hearts to God and one another through the passing of peace with whatever signs you and your partner are most comfortable with. And if you're worshiping online, we invite you to call or text someone and let them know as well, the peace of Christ is with you. And also with you. Peace. peace.
We'll invite our friends who are the younger among us to come forward for a little time with all three of us. A little intimidating crew, but there's fun involved, I promise. Come on up, come on up, friends. Do you want to sit? Sit. Well, hi. So good morning. Oops. So I love to play with balloons. Do any of you like playing with balloons? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's play. Shall we play a little? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, well, this isn't working out very bit, uh, well. Hand-eye coordination involved. Huh. Huh. Uh-huh. It's I remember it being more fun than this. Yeah, yeah, me too. What do you think is me missing? Me too. I don't know. Gosh. Maybe, maybe we need to blow it up. Oh. You think? Get out. Okay, let's try yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, look at how, wow. I don't know. This is the tricky part, this isn't is, it? This is, this is. Tying a knot, oh man. Okay. Oh, that is so much more fun. I can't even get my knot tied in this. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's been a while. <laughs> Do you want to play with us? Ah, there we go. Oh. Ah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's way better. <laughs> way that is better. way, way better. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you all knew that, that that's what needed to happen, too. <laughs> oh, good job. Good job. Look at us. We're keeping it off the ground. Well, what do you... What do you think these balloons might have to do with Pentecost Sunday? Oh, it's hard to say. And with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Is there something about air? There might be. Or breath? Sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit is called the breath of God. What? Wow. I did not know that. And did you know that the breath of God is in each of us? And that without it, <laughs> it's pretty hard for us to play or to care or to share God's love. Mm -hmm. So when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, it's like waking us up and giving us the power that we need to do what God wants us to do. Amen. Agreed. That totally makes sense. We need breath. Well, would you all like to take these balloons with you? Go we'll do a fun craft with And Kelly. I might even have one more in my pocket. Do I? I thought I had one more. Oh, I do. Who wants to blow one up? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's pray together. Angela, would you be willing to lead the prayer? Of course. Will you pray with me, friends? Breath of God, thank you for helping us to play. Thank you for filling us with your love so that we can love others. Be with us now as we celebrate your Pentecost spirit.
and as we go into the world. Amen. 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 Thank you, friends. You're welcome to stay in worship, or I think there's also some option in the back or in the library. to give just a word of introduction to the scripture that Lou will read for us this morning. It comes from the book of Acts, the second chapter, and is the story of Pentecost, 
what some would call the birthday of the church. It's the story of the disciples receiving the promised Holy Spirit following Jesus' resurrection and ascension. They are given first a vision, fire, resting on their heads. And then they are given the gift of speaking and understanding different languages in that moment. The story is set at Pentecost, which is the Jewish Feast of Weeks, and thereby connects this new revelation of God's Holy Spirit with the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. In Greek, Pentecost means 50, and it refers to the 50 days or the seven weeks after Passover. By the time that this story unfolds, the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, was more than simply an agricultural celebration. At that time, it was a celebration of Israel's covenant relationship with God. And there are several symbolic elements contained in this story. Again, connecting Jesus' kingdom with Israel's covenant. First, the fire. It represents the presence of the divine. Think Moses and the burning bush, if you will. And then there's the miraculous speech, which contrasts with the story of the Tower of Babel and the division of languages, which the Spirit is now bridging that division. And the story then moves into Peter's speech where he once again points back, this time to the prophet Joel, to witness for Jesus as the fulfillment of God's covenant with humanity. So today, Pentecost, it's all about the Holy Spirit, which continues to surprise us and empower us in relationship with God and one another. Let's listen now as Lou reads the scripture for us. Good morning, church. My name is Lou Lurie. Please rise in whatever way is meaningful to you for the reading of the scripture. The scripture lesson today is a reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21 in the Common English Bible version. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans? Every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, as well as residents, 
of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the regions of Libya boarding Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the mighty words, works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them saying, they're full of new wine. Peter stood with the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing the hymn of preparation. be seated. Grace and peace to you from God 
from the Holy Spirit, and from Jesus who calls us into community this day. A few years ago, I took a two-week trip with my oldest daughter, Sarah, through southern Spain. It was a great time. I would be happy to tell you tales and show you pictures. I think I have about a thousand of them. There's the Roman aqueduct in Segovia and the birthplace of St. Teresa in Avila. There's the flamenco dancing in Sevilla and swimming in the Mediterranean Sea at the Costa del Sol. I could show you the wonders of the Alhambra in Grenada or the Prado in Madrid. I could even tell you about Morocco and the markets of the Caspah since we took the ferry across to Tangier. But then, it is Pentecost Sunday, which is a big day in the life of our faith. So enough of my trek down memory lane after I tell you just one more story. You see, about the third day of our trip, I instituted a daily requirement. For one hour every day, Sarah and I would Solo hablamos español. We would speak only Spanish. This had nothing to do with Sarah, really, and everything to do with me. You see, Sarah's Spanish is excellent. People speaking with her would regularly ask where she was from, and when she would tell them, from the United States, they could hardly believe it. They said her Spanish was just too good. Apparently, all that education paid off. <laughs> well, unlike Sarah, my Spanish is pretty atrocious, which you may recall if you were here a few months ago and we did a baptism in Spanish or some semblance of it. In any event, outside of Madrid and the Costa del Sol, there was very little English spoken anywhere we traveled. So it fell to Sarah to ask for directions, to check into our hotels, to order our meals, to buy our train tickets, and to engage in lively conversations with people we met along the way. I was so grateful for her Spanish agility and her willingness to serve as my instructor during those one hours. On my own, I would have known where every bathroom was located. Donde esta el baño? I could have asked for the check in every restaurant. La cuenta, por favor. I could have been greeting everyone politely. Hola, mucho gusto. But I could not have done more than that. Without Sarah, I would not have had the full depth of experience, the full richness of adventure, or the full confidence of travel. Which brings me back to Pentecost. Beginning in Jerusalem over 2,000 years ago, God surprises us with the gift of the Holy Spirit, a gift which enables us to have the full depth of experience, the full richness of adventure, and the full confidence of faith. Because in many ways, the spiritual life is like a different language. 
If you go into a relationship with God thinking that everything is going to make sense in the way your relationship with your best friend here makes sense, you will be sadly mistaken. If you expect there to be nothing but rational, reasonable, and totally understandable encounters with the divine, if you hope to practice a faith which never changes, or to live a spirituality which never changes you, you are simply wasting your time. The spiritual life is like a different language, and we all need the help of an interpreter from time to time. So enter in the Holy Spirit. Jill Oglesby Evans put it this way, on that first Pentecost, Jesus' followers are transformed from a clutch of scared, like-minded folks hiding out from a baffling world to an absurd collection of human candles set on fire to share what they know with a disbelieving and baffled world. And when they open their mouths to say, hey, watch out, your head's on fire, what comes out instead are unfamiliar languages until the great noise they are making draws a crowd. People start leaning in through the doors and the windows of the hideout to hear themselves addressed in words they all can understand until there's not enough room for all of them in the hideout anymore. Which is kind of the point of Pentecost, after all. The Holy Spirit shows up and God is made understandable or at least embraceable by everyone. The Holy Spirit comes in and we can finally go out. There is no longer any need for any of us to hide out anymore. When Peter quotes the prophet Joel to explain the strange phenomenon occurring in real time, he raises that Pentecost and every subsequent one to a festival of the last days. Now, some Christians will read this story literally, expecting it to be reenacted immediately before Jesus' second coming. But, as Diana Butler Bass points out, this is not a story of our escape from the world. Rather, it is a tale of new creation. It is a story about God remaking the world in which we live. Pentecost celebrates all things being made as God intends and the world set aright. At Pentecost then and now, God is recreating each one of us along with the world through the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is not for us to escape the world, but rather to notice God escaping the reaches of heaven to come and make a home here on earth with us. Again, in Butler Bass's words, the last days of the Pentecost story are not days of violent destruction of earth. 
These last days are only the days of violent destruction of all that God opposes. Oppression, injustice, violence, cruelty, poverty, and inequity. They are the last days of God's distance from us. God now is with us. The Spirit indwells. God is near. God is with. God is within. We have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit through our baptism, in our communion, in our beloved community itself. We are given the gift of one who translates belief into action and calls us to do the same, to stop hiding away, to get out into the world and to share the good news of God's love in transformative ways. We are given the gift of one who interprets God's love in ways we can understand it and share it. As the Spirit descends on those gathered in a small room, breaking open their hearts along with the doors, we see that resurrection is not for us alone. Resurrection is not just for we who attend church. It is not only for those who intend to follow Jesus. Resurrection with all its possibilities, the depth of experience, the richness of adventure, and the confidence of faith, that is for everyone. And it turns out the story of Pentecost is also the story of the courage that comes from breaking through our own established boundaries. It's the courage we receive when the Spirit helps us interpret the language of the divine, and we are moved beyond our natural timidity. Now that one hour of Spanish every day, that was challenging for me. Sometimes it was a very quiet hour. Although Sarah could usually be counted on to ask me questions when I ran out of things to say, I did learn some things and it was fun to try. But toward the end of our trip, Sarah reminded me that the one hour a day, it just wasn't enough. If all I wanted was to talk to my daughter, so what? We could easily converse together in English. The whole point of this exercise was for me to risk leaving the hideout of my native tongue to begin to engage with others in theirs. The point was for me to find the courage to break my own established boundaries. Now, I wish I could say I did that with frequency or even with panache, but what I can say is I did it with hope. I did it with the hope that what I thought was unlikely, that I might really be able to carry on a conversation with a native Spanish speaker, that that might actually be within my reach. I did it with the hope that if I could do that, even in some small measure, I might also be able to find some freedom from other fears which bind me. If I can do that, 
I can make a positive, real difference in the world. And maybe you can as well. If we can find that freedom together, if we can help each other even in some small way to interpret the language of the divine, then maybe the future, our future, is not already determined. Because God is here. God is here with us and within us, and Pentecost is our chance to once again grab hold of the depth of experience, the richness of adventure, and the confidence of faith. Gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Amen. Father God, we come to you today like your first disciples gathered in the upper room, fearing socio-political chaos, finding solace in community, curious about what you have in store for our future. On this day, we marvel at the possibilities of your Holy Spirit here with us. Breathe on us, O God, your Pentecost wind. Where there is frustration, foster creativity and conversation. Where there is uncertainty, provide reassurance. Where there is fear, offer respite and calm. Where there is illness or pain, season us with your wisdom so that we may trust deeply what our uniquely crafted body-mind spirits know. Where there is grief for loved ones gone, for changes to come, or for loss of our sense of self, electrify us with the comfort of your love. Holy Spirit, 
spark the fading embers of our hearts today, refueling us with hope and joy, increasing our love for one another and for you. Fill us with your subversive fire so that we might have the courage to resist systems of harm, preferentially side with the oppressed, and to seek justice for your world. Spirit of light, in your mercy, melt what is frozen and warm what is chilled. Come, Holy Spirit, transform our hearts and minds towards you and your kingdom. Come, Spirit of life, refresh our desire for a life of abundance. We reach out to those around us lift up our talents and gifts, and ask to be filled, then poured out. Come, Divine Spirit. Renew our commitment to care for one another, ourselves, and our planet, for we are just part of your bountiful creation and must learn to be better stewards. Come, Living One. Restore our energy as we encourage purposeful rest and collaboration. We are more than what we produce and are not meant to do this messy, beautiful life alone. Come, comforter. Refocus our vision on who we are called to be. We are doing holy, necessary, good work in beloved community and are stronger for it. Come, earnest revealer. Revitalize the way we communicate, giving us the ability to speak not in languages of hate or greed, but in languages of love, peace, mercy, and kindness. Lord of power, just as the outpouring of your spirit on Pentecost so drastically changed the lives of the disciples. May the burning fire of your Holy Spirit refine and reform us this day so that we will never be the same. Come, breath of the Almighty. Recreate in us a desire to do your will and to be your faithful people, acting as one body to graciously share your love with all generations. Come, mighty helper, and rekindle our awareness that the power of your justice dwells within us. Change is slow, but it is possible, for you are always with us. God of many names, we lift to you now the prayer of Jesus. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. Your kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
We have a special opportunity this morning as we lift up a, an incredibly powerful ministry in our midst, that of the Stephen ministers, and commission a couple of new leaders. Joan, would you come and offer an introduction? Good morning, church. Good morning. My name's Joan Hollowell. I am one of the Stephen Ministry leaders in this church, and I don't know how much you know about Stephen Ministry, but I've decided to tell you the thing that I think is the most important thing about it. In order to qualify to work with a care team at this church, in any church with a Stephen Ministry group, we require each member to attend up to 50 hours of interactive study. This training qualifies attendees to develop skills such as listening without judging, sharing your burden without telling you how to fix it, having someone to pray with or for you, and meeting once a week to stay with you as long as needed. If you do not have the above in friends or family, consider requesting a Stephen minister. Contact either Paige or me in strictest confidence, we will connect you to a trained Stephen minister. The two Stephen ministers we commissioned today have completed that training and also have personally experienced the care of a Stephen minister, giving them first-hand understanding of its value. First to be commissioned today is Lynn Weekland, who has completed her training to become a Stephen minister. Her first attempt to finish her training or to work on her training was um, interrupted by COVID, <laughs> lockdown, just like that. She was able to begin again this past January and is now fully trained. Next is Tim Girl. Having previously completed his trans training, he is finalizing the studies to become a Stephen ministry leader. He brings a good deal of enthusiasm to this position. When joining EUMC, he was heard to say, yes, I do want to join EUMC, but really I am so anxious to become a Stephen minister. Can I just do that first? <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue with the commissioning, but please join us after the service to share cake and meet these two wonderful people. Thank you. God calls all of us to use our gifts in ministry to build up the body of Christ. This ministry is named for St. Stephen, the first layperson commissioned by the apostles to provide caring ministry to the early Christians. Our Stephen ministers here, as you just heard, carry on the tradition of caring by walking with others as spiritual companions during times of grief, loneliness, confusion, and stress. So I would invite our two to be commissioned and the Stephen ministers who would like to support them to come forward at this time. We'll invite you to stand just in front of us. Lynn and Tim, both of you have completed rigorous training to equip you for this particular form of service. And so I ask both of you, will you take on this ministry in the confidence that it comes from God? And if so, say, I will with God's help. I will, I will with God's help. 
Will you nurture the skills you have learned and use them in service to others to support, encourage, build up, and help to heal God's people in need? If so, answer, I will, with God's help. I will, with God's help. Would you turn around so you could see the faces of the congregation? Dear congregation, will you open your hearts to the ministry of these Stephen ministers and pray for them in their work? And if so, say, we will, with God's help. We will, with God's help. I'll invite us who are gathered up here, if you wanna place your arm on a shoulder um, and as we offer this blessing, and for the congregation, if you just wanna extend your palm out so that we may collectively offer this blessing. And we'll begin with Tim. Tim, may you be filled with God's Holy Spirit to guide, bless, and keep you so that you may be faithful in this ministry to which you have been called. And Lynn, may you be filled with God's Holy Spirit to guide, bless, and keep you so that you may be faithful in this ministry to which you have been called. And let us pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for these Stephen ministers and for all the care they offer in our midst. May they be quick to serve, patient in listening, and insightful in sharing themselves with others. Keep them strong in faith and grounded in love through Jesus Christ who cares for us all. Amen. Amen. Will you join us in applauding and welcoming our two new commissioners? We uh, will have cake during coffee hour to celebrate uh, commissioning and completion of coursework um, and this momentous day. Uh, and we'll invite you during our coffee hour to greet Tim and Lynn and the rest of our Stephen ministers. Thank you so much. And will you join us in our sung response of the servant song? Friends, I invite you into a time of giving, and you may give in a few ways this today. During the offering, our ushers will be coming forward with the plate. You may certainly give through the plate, as well as online at edmundsumc.org give, or by mailing a gift to the church at 828 Casper Street, Edmunds, Washington, 98020. 
All of your gifts go to support the ministries of this church, and we are really grateful for your generosity.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for these gifts and we ask that you bless them, that in all the ways we give and serve in community, with our time, our witness, our service, our presence, and yes, even Lord, even these treasures, we ask that you bless them, that they might continually be for this community and the world a sign of your grace and hope. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Friends, you may be seated. And I'll invite Angela to come right here. And uh, we have a liturgy. Angela has been a part of our staff team for 13 years in this church. First, for a dozen years as part of our nursery staff team, which meant that many of you did not see her necessarily but the youngest among us spent an inordinate amount of time with her over those dozen years. But over the last year, Angela was in a different role in our community as our seminary intern. And today is her last Sunday in that role, but it's not her last Sunday with us. But we are taking time today to honor Angela in her ministry here over the last 13 years and um, in Christian tradition, we bless people on their journey. And so today, a number of you have been invited to participate, and when it is your turn, boldly come forward uh, and participate in this part of our liturgy as we say thank you, as we bless you, and as we know we will hold you in our prayers uh, as you journey on. And for wherever this road meets again with this community, uh, we will celebrate and give joy. Angela, through your teaching, your preaching, your organizing, digitizing, and facilitating, you have spiritually fed us. We pray that this gift card to Revelation's yogurt shop <laughs> will feed you with cold delights reminding you of the many ways you have fed this community. As I say, holy are you, would you respond with blessed are you? Holy are you, blessed are you. Angela, you have labored with intentionality and care and made it to the end of your second year of your Master of Divinity program. We pray this eye pillow will bless you and provide you space for rest and self-care. Holy are you, blessed are you. You may use the altar or the side table. There are many a coming. Much like glass fired in a furnace, ministry has been hot at times. We give thanks for the ways your perspectives around disability theology have changed us, created more vibrant swirls, expanded our sense of community. We pray that this rainbow glass will bless you, reminding you that you are transformational in your love, and that love has changed us to be more Christ-like. Holy are you. Blessed are you. It's coming up to your left. Thank you. In your time of transition, going into your last year of seminary and discerning what comes next, may this chocolate serve as a reminder 
that this community is cheering you on. May its sweetness guide you on your journey, affirming the goodness and giftedness that you embody. Holy are you, blessed are you. This beloved community is your spiritual home. It is where you grew up and where you have served. And like the tree trunks on the cover of the card that you will receive, we are grateful to be part of your journey. We delight in the rungs in the tree of your life that we have shared together. And we pray with joy for the rungs you will create, cultivate, and curate in the years to come. Holy are you, blessed are you. In the time that you have served this church, you have grown from a child to a young adult who is a prophetic theologian. We give thanks for the ways you continue to change and grow and are excited to know the new ways through which you will serve the community and the world. At this inflection point in your life, we pray that this change journal will provide food for thought and contemplative space to listen to your body, mind, spirit. Holy are you, blessed are you. This layperson's stole was a Pentecost stole, was gifted to me from within the queer community during general conference when I was a delegate. I received it at a time of deep uncertainty in our denomination, a time of resistance against unjust policies, a time when beloved community was cultivated to transform the church. We bless your ministry among us, a ministry that has been transformational, rooted in intersectional liberation theology. We pray this stole will bless you, knowing the ancestors' journey with you as you continue to discern your vocation in the years to come. Holy are you. Blessed are you. Friends, it has been a joy to be Angela's supervisor over the last year, as she has been a seminary intern in this church. And before she even began, she was a gifted theologian. It is our blessing that we got to witness and participate in her journey. And so I invite you to participate in a liturgy of celebration of her ministry as Pastor Donna leads us. And I believe we begin with Angela. I thank you, the members of Edmonds United Methodist Church, for the love and support you have shown me while I have served among you. I am grateful for the ways my leadership has been accepted. I ask forgiveness for the mistakes I have made. As I leave, I carry with me all I have learned here. We receive your thankfulness, offer forgiveness, and accept that you now leave to serve beyond this congregation. We express our gratitude for your time among us. We ask your forgiveness for our mistakes. 
Your influence on our faith and faithfulness will not leave with your departure. I accept your gratitude and forgiveness, and I forgive you, trusting that our time together and our parting are pleasing to God. I release you from turning to me and depending on me. I encourage your continuing ministry here and will pray for you. Let us pray. Eternal God, whose steadfast love for us is from everlasting to everlasting, we give you thanks for cherished memories and commend one another into your care as we move in new directions. Keep us one in your love forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, we will also have cake. More cake. Help us eat it. Uh, but we will have cake to celebrate Angela and her ministry among us these last 13 years during coffee hour today. And I'll invite you to greet her and thank her. Um, and if you have a card uh, for her, there's a basket in the back and we'll invite you to drop it off there. Um, and I'll just invite you, if you'd be willing to rise in body or in spirit or ways that are meaningful for you and cheer Angela on in thanks. We have a few announcements for you, so I'll invite you to be seated. We have, um, let's see, slides, I think, for this part, maybe. Thank you. Uh, we have our Reconciling Sunday next Sunday, which sometimes is called Pride Sunday, but our anniversary of becoming a Reconciling Sunday is this coming week, and so we'll be celebrating it uh, next Sunday. Angela will actually be back for that Sunday, so it's not her official last Sunday, but next Sunday, you'll get to see her one more time. Uh, but we're really excited. We invite you to show up as glittered as possible. So really show up with your festive spirit because we're hoping it will be a fun time. Also, uh, don't forget that Vacation Bible School is coming up. And if you can help with that, that'll happen in July. Um, please uh, talk to Deacon Erin and um, let her know that you're available to help with Operation Restoration. We also have signups happening for family camp and mission trips. So family camp is from June 16 to 18 at Camp Indianola, which is just across the way near Kingston. Uh, and it will be a really fun time. And any composition of family is uh, welcome. And so if your grandparents, if you're a single person but just enjoys family, if you're a single parent or uh, a divorced parent, or however you are, we invite you to come and enjoy a sense of community and family during family camp June 16 to 18. And then, don't forget, uh, we also have some sign-up opportunities for uh, intergenerational mission trips. And so there's a Portland mission trip and the mission trip uh, to uh, the decolonized mission trip to the Yakima Nation coming up. So if you're interested in those things, uh, now's the time to let us know of your interest. And then I think the final thing is to remind everybody that we also have another opportunity to celebrate coming up on 
June 11th, and that will be when we celebrate Pastor Ann's ministry with us these last four years. So you're not gonna wanna miss that. Uh, there are some great plans afoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'll say is I hope, uh, I hope that in the time between now and then, uh, we can connect and say uh, our, our heartfelt thanks to one another. I know that I've booked my calendar, but if there are, there's a need for a farewell hug or goodbye, know that I've been making space in my calendar for it, and I would gladly welcome that before the 11th. Um, but on the 11th, we'll have some celebrations, yes, and yes. Uh, it'll be fun. So friends, with that, we invite you to rise in body or spirit for our closing song. Let us go out to be God's people in all God's world. Let us go out to not just pray, but act every time we feel the Spirit, every time we listen to its whisper, and let us know we are being made new even this day. May the peace of Christ go with us all. Amen. Amen.